BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong. Jack, you back, Jack. And Joe Getty. Joey, baby. Things are getting weird. They're getting weird fast. Armstrong and Getty. But I know this. They're loco. And everyone knows it. But the dramatics could come down just a little bit. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Study out of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill that showed actual neurological changes in teens' brains who who check social media uh, all day long. Observable changes in their brains and how they work. So is it the whole reward thing? You get a little shot of dopamine, and is it that, or what is it? Got to stay tuned. Okay. Got to stay tuned. You can't drag me into your premature description uh, thingy no we'll we'll do that later i just wanted to do things that have to do with with you and your life in your home more and more voices from the tech world are saying hey the internet of things you remember that yeah well one of the things it's doing is like collecting all sorts of data on everything you do how you do it when you do it in what room you do it sure. and it's selling it to Before. anybody who wants it so i got my new 77 inch television michael uh, inspired me and I was going to try to not hook it up to the Internet. Because I just, I don't like, I don't like the Internet of Things. I don't want everything to be collecting all the information on me. But it's just, it was practically unusable if I didn't hook it up to the Internet. So you kind of have to. And you have to sign all kinds of agreements. You don't know what they say. And 
So what this has to do is uh, w- with is the PIIs, personal identifiable information. Um, and and it, it has to do with the fact that if you can get my birthday from one website and hack my password from another website, get my home address from another website, and on and on and on, it all gets cross-referenced by these supercomputers and algorithms wow. and the rest of it. And, and they can build giant profiles of you, whether for criminal purposes, surveillance purposes, foreign governments. Like the government of China, it's pretty well known, has a file on every American depending on how significant you are to, you know, the the coming war for global supremacy. Anyway, uh, getting back to this specifically, uh, this is a quote now uh, from who did this study? Researchers. Uh, Analyzing the data collected by IoT Inspector, we found evidence of IoT devices, that's Internet of Things, inadvertently exposing at least one PII, personal identifiable information, like unique hardware address or unique device names in thousands of real-world smart homes. Oh, this is the New York University. University, uh, School of Engineering. Any single PII is useful for identifying a household, but combining all three of them together makes a house very unique and easily identifiable. For comparison, if a person is fingerprinted using the simplest browser fingerprinting technique, they are unique as one in 1,500 people. If a smart home with all three types of identifiers is fingerprinted, it is unique as one in 1.12 million smartphones. So they can really understand with a teeny bit of data who's doing what and when. Wow. The implications of this research go beyond academia, emphasizing the need for manufacturers, software developers, IoT, and multiple platform operators and policymakers to take decisive action to enhance the privacy and security of smart home devices and households. Of course, as our old producer Vince would say, they already know everything. Stop worrying about it. Yeah, well, yeah I'm leaning more that direction toward the, I don't think there's anything you can do about this. It's just the way it's going to be to be a human in a first world country in the future. This is from the... Tech that's pretty damned obvious, department. Brain activity is much lower using Zoom than during in-person conversations, a study reveals. Say that again. Brain activity is Is much lower when you're doing a Zoom meeting as opposed to sitting in a room with people. I feel like that's true. Don't you? Do you feel like that's true? Oh, yeah, just in terms of energy and need to concentrate, feeling like, okay, we're, we're on the ball here. Things are going to get done. I wonder it's more what like, that's... all right, I'll listen to this and I'll pipe in. It's necessary. It's got to be some <laughs> unidentifiable thing about our brain picking up on, you know, other human beings in the room just make you more alert for a variety of reasons. You don't want to embarrass yourself. You don't get attacked. You do all kinds of reasons. You got to, you know, really pay attention if you're with a couple of people in a room. When you, I don't feel that on Zoom at all. No, you try to look reasonably attentive, but body language doesn't matter nearly as much, for instance, on a Zoom call. Just, you know, uh, chest up. Uh, on the other hand, there was that one study that explained why it's so stressful, because you're staring at a picture of yourself, or at least it's there. It's so hard for me not to look at myself on a Zoom call. Oh, I know. I know. Is that yeah. a... Is that Ugh. a... Um, like, is that a narcissistic quality that we all have, or is it just... What is that that makes you look at yourself more? I, I try to remind myself all the time on these and think, why are you looking at you? Look at them. <laughs> right. It's just weird. Well, you want to know how you look to them so you look presentable, I think. But I remember we read a study a while back that can you imagine if you had to have a mirror right in front of you every meeting around a table or something like that or in a meeting? It'd be horrible. It, it'd be so freaky. Yeah, it'd be terrible. I always notice that everybody's lighting is so much better than mine. Y'all look like you're in a, you know... High dollar television commercial, and I, <laughs> I look like I'm 
Uh, Making a hostage tape. Exactly. Yeah, lurking in your basement. Uh, and then finally, this. I thought this was so amusing and intriguing. Staffers at Reviewed, which is a USA Today-owned website devoted to shopping recommendations. They were about to end their workday last Friday when one of them noticed something strange. Articles were publishing on the site by writers none of them had ever heard of and using suspiciously similar language. They talked to this one senior staff writer who couldn't figure out where the reviews for products like insulated drink tumblers and scuba gear, just kind of random stuff. He couldn't figure out where they were coming from. Scuba gear. Yeah. I found these flippers very comfortable, and when I kicked rhythmically, they propelled me through the water. <laughs> four stars out of four. <laughs> so he says he was about to leave. These were but made was... of lead and caused me to sink to the bottom. <laughs> Zero stars. Would not recommend. My friend drowned. Uh, I stayed at my desk for the next hour, just kind of panicking over this new website that none of us had a hand in. The reviews were so vague about the products they were purportedly reviewing that Carrillo and his colleagues started to suspect they'd been produced by AI. Um, and worse, some of the authors didn't appear to exist. Not only were reviewed staffers unfamiliar with the bylines on the stories, names like Brianna Miller and Avery Williamson, which sound kind of fake, don't they? A little bit, uh, yeah. They, they were unable to find evidence of those writers by those names on LinkedIn or any professional website. There didn't seem to be an Avery Williamson anywhere. So, Reviewed's employees, here's a hint what's going on, who are unionized through the News Guild of New York, allege that the articles are a covert attempt by parent company Gannett to undermine workers at a time when many publishers are mm. experimenting with AI content to cut costs. So this Carrillo guy I quoted before is a shop steward for the union, and he said the mysterious reviews appeared just weeks after the staff staged a one-day walkout to demand management negotiate a new contract. And he's saying, they're trying it out on us, trying to undermine us, trying to get rid of us. Well, and well, you know what I say to that, gentlemen? You're absolutely right. Yes, and they will. That's the, here, I hate to give away the punchline, they will. Word from our friends at My Pillow, where they're solving problems. The good folks at my pillow have solved your towel problems. You know how it is. You go into the store, a towel feels soft, it's great. Then you get it home, use them, it's not absorbent. No, no good. That's why my pillow made my towels are actually soft, absorbent, and effective. My pillow is excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels for you to try. And what makes these towels so great is they're made with 100% long staple Sherper cotton. This is comb ring spun cotton in it. It's what makes these towels absorbent and softer than ever. Oh, now that's some good cotton. Now you can get a six-piece set for the amazing introductory sales price as low as twenty nine ninety eight with the promo code Getty. You can get the designer premium line for just 20 bucks more. Uh, no matter what you decide on, that's a 50% savings. These towels actually work. What a concept. To find the offer, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, and enter the promo code Getty to check out these new MyTowel six-piece towel sets. 50% savings. Go to MyPillow.com. Remember that code Getty. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show, and for those not in the know, Armstrong and Getty On Demand is the podcast version of our daily radio show. So even if you miss one single minute of the Armstrong and Getty broadcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand is there for you. We can promise it will provide you with hours of entertainment and information, something we call information. Is that trademarked? Copyrighted? It should be. 
By listening to every single episode every day, we promise that you'll become a well-informed man or woman of the world. Came across this chart. 20 years of price changes in the United States. They selected a bunch of different things. And uh, some stuff is way cheaper than it was 20 years ago. This is adjusted for inflation, obviously, or it would be pointless. Any Mm -hmm. statistic about money over time that's not adjusted for inflation is for morons. By morons. (laughs) It's done by morons for morons. Of this list, what has dropped the most in the last 20 years? Televisions. Uh, Which is absolutely true. About 20 years ago, I bought a big screen plasma TV for like what a decent used car costs. And it was like a (laughs) 40-inch television. And now that same TV would be, I don't know, 500 bucks. Um, that's a combination of technology and the fact that they figure out if they make TVs smart TVs, they can spy on you and sell your information. So that's some of the deal. Uh, toys have gotten way less expensive over, over 20 years because a lot of toys are electronics. And again, electronics have gotten way cheaper. Well, and a lot of toys, you know, when we were kids were made in America and would last until your grandkids wore them out. Now it's often cheap Chinese junk. So we're climbing from drop the most over 20 years to have stayed the same and then to have skyrocketed. So next on the list, dropping in price, but not quite as much wireless telephone services. Absolutely. It's now practically it's it's hardly even something you pay attention to. It used to be very expensive. Uh, Then you get up to things that haven't really changed at all in 20 years. Clothes, household furnishings, new cars, adjusted for inflation, have stayed about the same over the last 20 years, which I find interesting. Yeah, from 03, I guess we were buying cheap Chinese uh, produced clothes in Walmart and stuff back then. And couches and that sort of thing, just about the same. How about these things that have started to go up, though? Housing, food, and beverages, like things you have to have to live, are the first thing on the list that have gone up. A pretty good chunk uh, over the last 20 years. Actually, it's gone up 50% over 20 years from 20 years ago, which is a lot. Wow. So if it seems like food uh, and everything is, is more, so it's not just inflation. It's just everything is way more expensive. Um, above that, though, average hourly earnings have gone up even more than that over 20 years adjusted for inflation, which gets left out of political discussions a lot. But uh, pacing even faster than your average hourly workings, which means you're going backwards in terms of what it costs, child care, nursery school, medical care services. Then, oh, yeah. then above that, and this is where you get into a couple of things that we should not put up with. College textbooks. Wow. No. Well, it's so much more difficult to distribute and and reproduce information these days than it used to be, Jack. Print a book. It's way more expensive to print a book now than it was 20 years ago. Obviously, that makes no sense whatsoever. Or just convey it online or whatever. No. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, You could just have everybody download a PDF for nothing if you wanted to. It's purely you're going to this college. We're going to make you have this book. And you have no choice, and we can charge you whatever we want, and there's no countervailing force to keep the price down, so there's your answer. Above that, even higher, because it's gone up dang near 200% in 20 years, college tuition and fees. See previous discussion. Mm -hmm. Absolutely outrageous. 
How that isn't the focus of the college student loan bailout, I don't know. And then even higher than that, and this is an entirely different topic, and I wish we could, this one's, you were talking about this yesterday, it's too complicated. Hospital services, almost 250%, it's gone up in Uh, 20 years, hospital services. And yet they've cut way back on nurses and, and doctors on staff and that sort of thing. Everybody's stretched thin. The care has declined. Yeah, I don't think anybody would say that they feel like the care is the same or better than it was 20 years ago. The ability to get an appointment, to get in in a timely matter, in manner to, uh, you know, uh, the doctors and nurses' ability to pay attention to you, all that sort of stuff has gotten worse, I think, for everybody. And it's almost 250% more expensive over 20 years. Yeah, and that's there, brutal. Is there anything that a free society can do about that? We haven't gotten to the story they had. Was it the New York Times that did that big NIH story over the weekend? Oh, yeah, about the uh, National Health Service there in Britain. So liberals always point to Britain's socialized medicine as, you know, the ideal for what we should do. And the New York Times had a long, exhaustive Sunday front page story on how it's a disaster right now and has been trending that way for years. And, man, you got some sort of problem in Britain, unless you're rich and you can afford the private health care you are going to be waiting a long, long time. And they had the numbers. I should dig that up because the numbers are amazing. P- numbers of people that die or have problems get way worse because they can't get in and get help. And there's n- nobody to complain to and nothing to do. But so if that doesn't work, and I never did think that it would long term, ours isn't working. Of course, ours is way too socialized and not free markety enough. Yeah. Uh, well, and again, this is so frustrating and it's complicated too, but as Stephen Brill put it in his brilliant book, Bitter Pill, the government is overly involved where it shouldn't be and under involved where it absolutely should be. And a lot of it has to do with uh, healthcare spends more on lobbying than any industry except like one or two. It's an enormously profitable industry. And you've got your hospital monopolies in in a region, like, you know, whatever, Houston or whatever. There's a, a company that has most of the hospitals, has all the power. They yeah. set the prices. And if you want to drive two and a half hours, you can pay a third less, a half less. Uh, but you have to drive several hours because they have the monopoly in that area. That absolutely should not be allowed. Well, I was talking to somebody uh, who had an emergency room experience the other night, and they were horrified at it and i and i said yeah most of us have a view of what we think an emergency room will be like if we haven't had to deal with one from tv or just i don't know we just assumed it was different than it is and then you mm-hmm. experience you're like this is this is what you get this is it this is the, yes uh, i've had a serious head injury and i'm currently having a heart attack all right fill out these forms and sit down no you can actually see my brain <laughs> Fill out, fill out the forms and sit down, please. Hey, fill out these forms. That's a, that'd be a, 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 like four hours ahead of where you are going to be in a lot of emergency rooms. You wouldn't even get to the forms yet. You're just sitting there in the hallway with a whole bunch of other people screaming. Yeesh! That's ugly. Armstrong and Getty. This is the day that we say you're about to open a pit of hell. The Bobcat Technoloid. Huh? A Bobcat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on, guys. Obviously, this does not appear to be a nominal situation. Well, Lottie freaking God. Okay. Come on. That was quite entertaining. That was really cool. It, it, it makes no sense. This country is going to be in big trouble. I'm going to call my lawyer. Gun. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. Celebrating 25 years of radio excellence. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, my name is Jumana Imad Musa Ahmed Al-Bahri, um, and I'm a student here at UCSD. Uh, I was uh, reading your literature, I found that much more interesting than the talk, and um, I found some interesting things about the MSA, which is an organization that's very active on campus, and it is hosting uh, our annual Hitler Youth Week, you should come out to those events. So that's uh, from a few years ago, Keep, keeping on this theme of what the heck is going on in our universities, and... That sort of thing. Uh, that's from several years ago at the University of California, San Diego. But the theme, same theme would apply now. So the, this, is, this young woman is talking to David Horowitz, who I don't know if you know him. He's an intellectual, goes around giving speeches. I've read a number of his books. Really smart guy, Jewish guy. Anyway, um, and he had denounced a number of uh, Muslim student organizations because they were not willing to denounce Hamas and Hezbollah. And uh, used the term Hitler Youth, so she was mocking the fact that he called what she sees as a benign, Ah. loving student organization, uh, Hitler Youth. 
Anyway, he asked her if she would denounce Hamas. This is the very group that went into Israel on Saturday, spent the day chopping people up, young and old, raping, killing. Um, and uh, and she would not. And uh, it continues here. It's a little over a minute long, but it's pretty interesting what he says, her response and everything. Let's hear that. I had this experience at UC Santa Barbara where there were 50 members of the Muslim Students Association sitting right in the rows there. And throughout my hour talk, I kept asking them, will you condemn Hezbollah and Hamas? Uh, And none of them would. And then when the question period came, the president of the Muslim Students Association was the first person to ask questions. And I said, you know, before you start, will you condemn Hezbollah? And he said, well, that question is too complicated for a yes-no answer. So I said, okay, I'll put it to you this way. I'm a Jew. The head of Hezbollah has said that he hopes that we will gather in Israel so he doesn't have to hunt us down globally. For it or against it? For it. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for coming and showing everybody what's, what's here. And you're wearing a, a terrorist uh, neckerchief. If you understood... No, you, know, no, you didn't hear the lady. You Could you please answer my question? You, get a, you don't get to make a speech. So she, that's the sort of thing that happens on college campuses. She would not denounce Hamas and Hezbollah and finally got worked up enough to say, yeah, I'm for the killing of all the Jews, wiping them all out. That is the stated goal of Hamas. This isn't made up. This isn't just like rhetoric about certain groups, this and that. and whatever. It's in their charter. You can read right. it online. It's not mm-hmm. complicated. Wiping yeah. Israel off the map, killing all the Jews, is what the organization is. It isn't an organization that wants the Palestinians to get more land and more food and more voting rights. Although they might want that, their sure. stated goal, their reason for existence is to kill all the Jews. And it's in there that they say it out loud all the time. It's yeah, not they would, complicated. Yeah, they could be given West Virginia and they'd still want to kill all the Jews on Earth in the name of uh, Islam. I feel like that, even though it's said all the time, I feel like it's still missing from the story. It's the reason they came to be. Right, right. Now, there are those who might say, well, the only reason they feel that way is because their land got stolen, blah, blah, blah. But that's not true. It's not true at all. Some of the reactions on university campuses are just crazy. I mean, granted, this is the George Washington Students for Justice in Palestine, but um, it's an exercise in propaganda uh, speech excusing Everything that was done, absolutely everything that was done in the name of liberation, which is a hell of a standard. That's, that's uh, again, I must point out that you're the very people who hold, for instance, the United States to incredibly high standards. And yet slaughtering babies is fine for you. Okay, that's interesting. Here's the president of the New York uh, University Law Student Bar Association who wrote a uh, an editorial this week I want to express first and foremost my unwavering and absolute solidarity with Palestinians and the resistance against oppression toward liberation and self-determination Israel bears full responsibility for this tremendous loss of life etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, she was just uh, unhired from the big law firm that had 
put an offer out to her, which I think is perfectly appropriate. Uh, you're going to be working with a hell of a lot of um, uh, Jewish people if you're in a law firm in New York. And being for their slaughter would be kind of uncomfortable around the, uh, the coffee maker, you know. I thought this was interesting, too, from Drew the Millennial. Uh, he cites Michael Prell's uh, book, Underdogma, which I read with great interest when it came out. Gosh, when did that come out? It was quite a while ago. Um, it was about the tendency, especially in a society like ours, that people always root for the underdog. And they always ascribe like great qualities to the underdog. And the overdog, the more powerful, are always evil. Just it's a, it's a weird tendency. It's kind of nice in a way. It's it's sympathetic toward people who have less. I guess uh, I get the impulse. What I think he missed at the time, and I'd have to reread the book to be sure, is that that is exactly what the neo Marxists um, uh, decided to exploit when they realized Workers of the World Unite wasn't working because workers kind of liked their job, they liked the chance to get ahead, etc. So they had to. Uh, find other quote-unquote minorities or the oppressed or whatever. And that's why you have drag queens joining together with BLM, joining together with the Palestinians, whatever, in this weird cabal of let's burn down the system and we'll have our utopia. Of course, hey, secret, I'm going to be creepy like Joe Biden. As soon as you tear down the system, you're all going to start killing each other. It happens in every revolution. Not sure you understand that. Uh, so Michael Prell cites a study in his book, Under Dogma, in which neutral subjects are pre presented with maps of the Levant, the greater uh, the Middle East area, um, and then ask questions regarding the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. The groups are separated and presented with an identical essay summation of the conflict, followed by a map. But the first group's map depicts Israel as a very small nation surrounded by much larger uh, and at the time it was conducted, uh, hostile nations toward Israel and sympathetic to the Palestinians. So little Israel surrounded by hostile powers. The other group has shown a map that zooms in on Israel exclusively. This map presents the Palestinian region as tiny compared to the territory of Israel. The results are nearly mirrored. The people are as sympathetic to the Israelis when responding to the first map as they are sympathetic to the Palestinians after viewing the second. That's interesting. Pro Proving that egalitarian societies have a childlike tendency to sympathize with the weaker person or group, regardless of how abhorrent that person or group might be. Prell wrote it up this way, and I quote, I gave this belief system a name, underdogma, which is the widespread and reflexive belief that in any given issue, whichever side has less power is automatically considered righteous, whichever side has more power is automatically considered wrong. And then Drew the Millennial points out that tendency is a constant in our society, applied to the so-called homeless, BLM riots, etc. This may be just one of those human nature dealies. Yeah, I would say so. Oh, clearly, yeah. I feel it. I have to be argued out of my initial emotions on any of these things. Mm-hmm. But imagine, uh, 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 cops uh, kill a, a guy, and uh, virtually everybody on Earth condemns it. And says, yeah, we got to make sure this doesn't happen, happen again. We've got to look at our rules. we got to look at police culture. we got to look at the rights of suspects. Everybody agreed, practically. And yet you get to burn cities down. How do you defend that? How can you conceivably defend the violence and the killing and the looting and the arson when they already had agreement? Because people are stupid is why. Or they let their childlike sympathies get in the way of their reason. Where are the adults? You child.
I got involved in a bar fight one time, which included me getting blood on one of my favorite jackets of all time and ruining it. But um, I thought I was uh, being a righteous hero or something <laughs> as, as a person alone was being beaten by others. But um uh turned out the guy had it coming once <laughs> once everything cooled down and I found out what was going on. And oh I've, boy. Ever since then, whether you know you're talking about the Palestinians and the Israelis or a bar fight late at night at a pool hall. Um you, you don't you know, there there d- details matter. Yeah, yeah. So he had the beating coming, huh? He did. Uh yeah. awful 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 human being doing awful things. Wow, wow. All right. So anyway, uh so Again, that kick is under dogma. So did you kick him? But it was a little late. <laughs> hey, now that everything's been straightened out, and I've realized the actual dynamics at work, if you'll excuse me, bap, Jack punched him too. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. I, this, that's in the context of bar fights ever happening. I mean, I, 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 I'm an anti-violence person. I don't think they should ever happen. But if one is occurring, that one was relatively justified. Right, right. And there's the question of when somebody's had enough, too. But uh, anyway, uh, you know what's uh, what's going to be interesting and troubling and predictable to watch unfold? It's what the guys at commentary called the wobbly clock. The clock is ticking now on when the U.S. and other countries in Europe or whatever uh, say to Israel, hey, it's getting a little ugly. That's uh, Maybe we ought to negotiate or something like that. Uh, and people start getting wobbly as they watch the inevitable ugliness in Gaza unfold. I'm strong and gifted. The reality is, is, this is fabulous. I thank you. That's enough of that. This is all crazy. This is the way it is. Yep. But damn it, we weren't allowed to ask about the big guy. This is the United States of America, for God's sake. Let's not play games with this. This is the Armstrong and Getty Show. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Armstrong and Getty Show. mentioned that our family did a deep dive on Mr. T last night. (coughs) Now, I've done this a few times with more important characters where somebody will come up and I'll say, that's an excellent question, and we'll learn about Thomas Edison or Ulysses S. Grant or whatever. Either I'll talk about it or we'll bring up YouTube videos or watch a documentary or whatever. I find it fascinating. But somehow, they're, they're watching an episode of The Simpsons and Mr. T got referenced and they said, who's Mr. T? And I said, well, funny, you should ask. And so then I uh, laid out who it was and we watched some <laughs> videos of original Mr. T. He came on my radar screen as Clubber Lang in Rocky Three. I don't think I was aware of Mr. T before that. Were other people? Right. I, don't, I don't actually know that. But um, He is a pretty obscure figure, yeah. And then he was a star of the A-Team, which was a, just a ridiculous television show. But uh, So we played. I played some regular Mr. T for them. Then I, I, I'd never seen this stuff before. But <laughs> So Mr. T did a lot of PSAs back in the day for young people. Hey, kids, if you think stealing's cool, it's not. Those, that stuff belongs to somebody, and it costs money. So, hey, don't I pity the fool who thinks stealing's a good idea. Don't steal. And that'll be this message from Mr. T, where mm-hmm. the comedy duo of Key and Peele did a whole bunch of those mocking Mr. T, and my kids got way more entertainment out of that. That Well, they found the original Mr. T pretty entertaining. I mean, with the whole pity the fool and yeah. talking and the, all the gold. <laughs> so what's with I, all the gold? I, I have not I seen so the Key... I, <laughs> I have not seen the key and peel bits. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Very, very funny. But, yeah, it's kind of hard to explain the figure from the 80s slash early 90s that was Mr. T, if you're not old enough for it. Right, right. <laughs> you know, speaking of that sort of thing, now it might be a good time for a little bonus mailbag. Speaking of that sort of thing, discussing Mr. T, I can't imagine what's coming next. Well, that's 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 my genius. I I connect things, huh? Like this email we got from Ed the Machinist. Here's a presentism shower thought, guys. People that practice presentism should keep the following in mind. Presentism, of course, is the we should tear down George Washington's statue because he owned slaves. Or we should, uh, you know, uh, cancel whatever historical figure and dename this elementary school because they didn't believe women should have the right to vote. Or once said something somewhat racist by 21st century standards. It's an idiotic, hubristic, self-serving Ego self pleasure pleasurement. As I, was it Marr put it so brilliantly? 
Okay, so you you think if you were living in 1776, you would have said, I, I disagree with all of the science and all the politics. We got to free all these slaves, or I'm not going to have slaves, or I'm not going to think worse of black people. And then the, they referenced Jesus and Abraham Lincoln. And Mars said, you're not better than Jesus and Abraham Lincoln. You just came along after they did. Right. You, you would have just in, inherently a century ago understood being gay and thought it, they should get married and it all made sense to you a century ago you'd have just been an outlier like that it's simple they love each other anyway here's uh, eric the machinist shower thought it's almost certain that 150 years from now our yet to be born great great grandchildren will be able to look up our archived social media posts yeah, isn't that gonna be wild you'll know more about your great great grandfather than I know about my current father. Funny to think uh, how they'd be aghast at what's acceptable these days. We really need to be better. We just aren't sure about what. In other words, hey, accept, embrace, and act out the norms of 150 years from now. Right now, or you're a bad person. Adopt all the beliefs and attitudes of 150 years from now. Right now. How stupid would you have to be to think like that? Right? God, it amazes me some of the jackassery that people don't under, they don't see the, the, the stupidity of what they're advocating. That, they're just ignorant and egomaniacs. Looking at your great great grandfather's social media stuff 100 years from now reminded me. So I was listening, I was uh, watching that podcast with Zuckerberg the other day. Remember, I was talking about the metaverse and all that sort of stuff. You should check that out. But anyway, uh, the topic came up of Facebook accounts. And I've always wondered how this works. So if somebody dies, uh, do, does, do, 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 you, do you have access to, like if you and your wife had different Facebook accounts, mm-hmm. do you get access to your wife's Facebook account, or if your mom has a Facebook account, maybe that's a better example. It's difficult and time-consuming. Well, I heard Zuckerberg explain it, so um, um, I didn't know this, but so, yeah, they will let you in, but they don't let you look at, like, the private messages. He doesn't think, he thinks that that would be not cool. So, I thought, interesting. I don't don't know if I agree or disagree with that, but huh. That's a a really intriguing moral question. Uh, Isn't it? The letters in the box up in the attic. Well, yeah, the old, the old. You see, yeah, the old days of doing it is, and this happened a lot, um, where you'd find out things about grandma, grandpa, husband, wife, siblings, whatever, with letters that you had no idea of. That's how they know a lot about a lot of love affairs. I mean, God, you can go back to you know historical figures. They found out they had a you know a love affair with somebody all about letters, stuff like that. That stuff existed. But we're not going to do that, and I'm not advocating we do, but but we're not going to do that with the modern version, which is their Facebook private messages right. or Instagram private messages. Again, I say, what an intriguing moral question. Uh, who was I reading about not long ago who destroyed all of their correspondence shortly before they died? And that happens seen a lot. It's a, a tragedy to history. Uh, I have the benefit of being exactly as I seem to be, other than being a furry, which I generally keep... <laughs> quiet but um yeah yeah 
Oh, back to the presentism thing. Eric the Machinist uh, uses a couple of very silly examples of things we'll be judged uh, for in the future. They used to carve pumpkins and display them. Can't imagine how anybody would object to that. They'd cut a tree down and put it in the house for one of their holidays. Or... This is the one I like. They'd send their kids out in costume to go and collect diabetes from the neighborhood. (laughs) That's silly, but I love his argument about presentism. Yeah, I got a good example of that with our uh, uh, political moment that Karl Rove wrote a long article about that in the Wall Street Journal the other day. It's pretty interesting. Hmm. Maybe we'll get to that this got, hour, or maybe not. I don't got know. an email that says angrily at us, get your head out of your ass. Ooh. I can barely tie do my you, own shoes. I know I can't perform that act. Do you have the guts to listen to this email on the air? I am not very flexible is my point. <laughs> okay, great. Armstrong and Getty. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.